Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Could you imagine your parent forcing you to abandon your dog? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, Entitled Mom shows up to my husband's job causing a scene. My entitled mom, who's also a narcissistic mom, who I went no contact with months ago, keeps trying to contact me. Almost two weeks ago, someone blabbed to her about my daughter's birthday party. She contacted me from a blocked number two weeks ago. Recently, she's been making different Facebook accounts trying to contact me and send friend requests. Well, she found out where my husband works. I honestly don't know how she found that out because nobody in my family knows where he works. The only people that know where he works is me, my mother-in-law, and his ex-wife. The ex doesn't know my mother and had never spoke to her a day in her life. My narcissistic mom came to my husband's job and demanded to see him. My husband came to the lobby when he heard her. She yelled at him, demanding that he let her see her daughter. She called my daughter her daughter. She made a butt of herself and security escorted her out. Luckily, my husband's boss was understanding and he didn't get in trouble for what my end mom did. I don't know if it was like social engineering just from like snippets of something you might have posted on social media or maybe like a LinkedIn page or something or I guess maybe some really crazy googling. My question is at what point do you consider restraining order? Also hi, I'm Steven and if you guys can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said our next story is how to tell my mom that I'm not going to her school of choice. I realize that nothing I do is enough for my mom if I'm not doing exactly what she wants me to do. To escape her abuse once and for all, I realized that being a cashier wasn't going to cut it. I decided to turn my hobby, coding, into a career. But due to the job market for juniors, self-teaching your way into a job ain't too likely nowadays, so I had no choice but to go apply for a bachelor's degree. Of course, when I told my mom this, she crapped all over any idea I came up with. She constantly tries to one-up me with better ideas despite knowing jack crap about the tech field. Once I let her know my school of choice, she of course crapped all over it and clamored for me to go to the school of her choosing, which doesn't even offer the major I picked. Anything I had to say in defense of my decisions fell on deaf ears. It made me so depressed that she didn't support my choice that I just gave in and applied to the school of her choosing. But I know that jumping through hoops for her will just make me miserable. So there's no way I'm going to continue to be her little doll, especially since I plan on cutting contact with her after I graduate anyway. Not only does the school I picked, WGU, actually offer the major I'm after, but it also provides the opportunity for me to graduate much faster than the school she picked for me. I've done a ton of research on this school, so I know I'm making the right decision. But I also know that my mom does not give a freak about what I want for my life. I already know that once I tell her, I'll be in for a crap storm of verbal abuse, gaslighting, and guilt trips in an attempt to regain control over my life, and I'm doing my absolute best to prepare myself for that. So finally, how exactly do I break it to her that I'm not going to allow her to rule my life with an iron fist anymore? 
I think generally in situations like this, now I don't have any personal experience, but it seems like the best idea is try to get as solid a platform as possible for yourself and then make it known. If you let her in on your plan before you're really ready to execute it, you really give her a lot more room to try to meddle with that. But if you have it set up where like your accommodations are lined up, you already have where you're going lined up, you have the space and capability to move there and get it done right now if need be, if everything fell apart, then I think you're more open to drop it on her. Our next story is entitled Dad Wants Free Flight Privileges. I work for an airline and we get free flight privileges to extend to our parents, including step-parents and in-laws, but I don't particularly like my stepmother or know her very well. For context, my mother died a few years ago and my dad remarried recently, thus I don't want to extend the privilege to her. However, my father is upset. For context, I know he's upset because we get one friend to add and my dad mentioned adding her as the friend to which I told him I decide who that one friend is and that I might give it to someone else. He got upset because he says it costs him money because he covers her costs and that granting the friend pass should be automatic because it helps him. For context, she doesn't make much money and my dad provides for her mostly, especially for vacations. He went on to say that because he paid for my college tuition, room and board, provided me with a car, and gave me $20,000 in my savings account, that I should return the favor by giving her the flight pass because it helps him save money. He feels that it's unfair if he gets it free and she has to pay. He went on to say that he would refuse free flights if I don't grant it to her. I responded by saying I don't support the marriage and don't like her, to which he said I don't have the authority to dictate the marriage. I responded back by saying that he doesn't get to decide who I grant the flight privileges to. I told him that with this kind of behavior, I might not even grant him the pass, since entitled behavior might get me in trouble. He got more upset and said I was being disrespectful towards him because I shouldn't use his behavior towards me as an indication of him at the airport. He went on to say that he will refuse the privilege because of my disrespect. He went on to proclaim that not granting the flight pass to her is essentially declaring to the whole world that I don't like her. I told him that I don't trust her enough to take responsibility for her. He said that he will be responsible for her, but that's not how it works as the employee, me, takes responsibility. I said that it's his right to marry her, but it's also his responsibility. I think he's being entitled. I especially don't like the fact that he's imposing her as a priority against my will. He's made threats of withholding my last semester's tuition and taking the car back. Thus, I'm really uncomfortable. The bottom line here is if you're not comfortable giving them that pass, you really shouldn't do so because if they misbehave or do anything wrong, that's on you, is it not? I don't know if OP feels like they can swing things on their own, but I would hate to see OP continue to go on because they're using this money over OP's head to manipulate them. Our next story is My Dad Flipped. My dad tends to have a volatile temper. When my youngest siblings, 9-year-old male and 11-year-old female, don't do as they're told by my mom, my grandmother steps in, where she'll raise her voice at them, plus, depending on what they're doing, drag them out of bed. They recently got a new PS5 for Christmas. Apparently now was the last straw for my dad. He called for my brother so he could watch as he flung the PS5 console, Oculus, plus his phone out the back door, smashing it into a hundred pieces. All three of my siblings, including 15-year-old female, are petrified. My parents are arguing about his drastic escalation plus lack of parenting skills. He's done this before, smashing my own electronics on the street when he's had enough of us. I'm 23, plus I... 
Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short term plans at uh1.com. I own my own electronics that estimate to around $5,000. Plus, as I'm the eldest, I guess I'm more tolerated by my dad. But now we're all walking on eggshells, waiting if our belongings are next on the chopping block. I mean, losing all the electronics is awful, but I feel worse for the kids growing up experiencing this kind of behavior. What I'm afraid of is how it's going to damage those kids growing up or, God forbid, mirror in those kids growing up. Our next story is, entitled The Narcissistic Mother is demanding I give her and my family the inheritance money I got. I, 25-year-old female, got inheritance money recently from a grandparent who passed away. I inherited $50,000, jewelry, and a tiny house in Vermont. My mother found out and she demands the money and all of the jewelry. In her words, I'm your mother and I raised you. I should have been the one to get the money. I told her, maybe if you didn't treat your family like crap, you would have got something. I've had many family members reach out to me to tell me how selfish I was being. Now, I would just be watching all of my inheritance stuff very closely. I would be trying to make sure my bank account where that money is is locked down. I would be trying to make sure that any rings or any other property you may have is not like easily in a position that could be found. I mean, you might have to cut people off if they're going to act like this. Our next story is having to remove my mom from my life. Little backstory, my parents split back in 2022. Not shocking, they should have split years ago. My mom pretty started dating what seemed like the next day. She was with an old boyfriend of hers, whom is a sex offender, this is important later. Well, before the split, I had a complete nervous breakdown. I had one trigger that caused something from my childhood that I'd suppressed to come back involving my uncle. Said uncle also went to end my dad and beat his former girlfriend in front of everyone? Yeah, he's crazy. So at the time I was living with my parents and said uncle came over a lot. So I proceeded to tell my mom and she didn't believe me. Pretty much refused to believe me. I only told her because I was worried about my cousin, said uncle's daughter. But that didn't seem to cross her mind and she simply didn't care. So this led to her and I having more and more problems. It led to me moving out and simply nearly losing it. Skip forward to now, I have completely cut her out of my life. I've tried to have a relationship with her, but it never fails. She has some type of drama and never has a positive outlook on anything. She owns a business where she helps kids, all of which come to her home. This is where the sex offender boyfriend comes into play. She allows him around the kids. She's now started causing drama with me on social media and contacting me. She is extremely jealous of my mother-in-law along with my stepmom whom I have extremely close relationships with. It is as if she doesn't want me to have anyone in my life other than her. 
This includes my husband. She's enforced me on numerous occasions that she's my mom and deserves to know how I am. Super entitled. So my question is, am I wrong for cutting my mom out of my life? Major side note, I'm also realizing I have major childhood trauma from her. She would threaten to call the cops on me for something as small as backtalk. I was told I would go to heck for pretty much anything. When I say I was extremely sheltered, I mean sheltered. I'm not saying it's on OP to report this guy and share their experience, but something has to be done to protect these kids. If he's legitimately registered, he needs to be straight up reported to the police. This guy cannot be allowed access around those kids. Our next story is, I, 23-year-old female, need advice on my entitled parent mom, 57-year-old female. Hi, entitled parent community. Now, I understand how some advice to this might be legal in nature, but I do not want that, since I'm in a country outside of the states and would like to keep my country anonymous for privacy reasons. So, I do not want or need legal advice, since the laws will most likely not be applicable in my jurisdiction. I would love some parasocial emotional support on this though, and some advice to handle her craziness would be appreciated too. I was in a car accident about two years ago, and when I needed a new car, I couldn't buy one of my own name as my credit score wasn't high enough. I could put a down payment on a car though for about 40% of its worth. My mom agreed to be my sponsor, and since she had some inheritance money coming in a few months, she even said she'll pay the car off with cash, and then we'll save on the interest by making a large capital payment. Q3 months ago, because of the lack of financial and overall support for my parents, I had to give up my studies. This still petrifies me as I am certain this is a mistake, but I just don't see another alternative. I was failing my semester because I was taking too many shifts at work, but I can't afford to take less because I have to pay my own rent, food, and studies. I hope to be able to have saved enough in a year's time to finish my semester, but I don't know. So when I told her the news about two months after letting my university know we have a strained relationship and live about eight hours apart by car, she informed me I have to start paying for the car myself, since I'm not studying anymore and can therefore afford to pay for it myself, and that was our agreement from the beginning. I could not believe my ears. I was under the impression that the car had been paid off more than a year ago. Since her original point of contact, she has harassed me to sell the car. For a price so low, it would only cover the loan still outstanding on the car, and I'd lose my entire 40% when I've refused to cooperate, as I cannot afford to pay for the car myself, but also cannot afford to lose it, she's threatened to report the car as stolen. I am just flabbergasted by her selfishness and overall, you guessed it folks, entitlement in this situation. Luckily, she doesn't have my address, but the fact that she's willing to try and give me a criminal record just out of pettiness, and the fact that she just can't see how her actions are also responsible for my current position is beyond me. I am feeling so many negative emotions and don't know how to communicate with her. Some extra info. My mom is financially dependent on her girlfriend, and has been since she cheated on my dad with her and divorced him. She would have paid for the car with her inheritance money, but clearly that didn't happen, and her girlfriend has been paying for it since. I assume she's now receiving pressure from her to sell it, or have me take over the payments of it, since I've also received a few calls from her. I really don't want to go no contact with her. I know it sounds naive, but I don't want to regret not trying harder in our relationship once she's gone. I mean, I cannot lie, legal advice would be really helpful in this situation. As far as a parasocial thing goes, I don't really know because it doesn't really sound like the mom wants any kind of social with OP, really. 
It sounds to me like really they're kind of just trying to wash their hands of any responsibility towards OP. I suppose you can try and call her bluff as far as reporting the car is stolen, but I mean if it's in her name, what parasocial option is there? Our next story is, my narcissistic parent made me abandon my dying dog and I don't know that I'll ever forgive them, or myself. For the last 12 years, I've been essentially one of, if not the main caretakers for our family dog, who I'll call Max. I was the one who would be mainly responsible of taking care of him, as I was typically responsible for letting him out and feeding him three to four times a day, including as I was getting ready for work at my full-time job. I would also be the one responsible for cleaning up about half the dog crap on a bi-weekly basis, and when it was time for everyone else to go on vacation, I would regularly be the one to first volunteer to stay behind to take care of him. Max was one of the two main pets our family had, and the other one passed a few years back from old age. He was also... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A non-insignificant part of the reason why I probably didn't fully consider SH or ending things, though my family doesn't know about it, as I thought I then wouldn't be able to love or care for him as well anymore, and that could have also brought down his quality of life, which has been decreasing lately as he gets older, and there had been signs that he was going for a while. Like how he was more lethargic, he was unable to control his bowels, and he was drinking excessive amounts of water while eating less and less though he had gotten even worse within the last week, as he was suddenly vomiting multiple times throughout, he was drooling and had a runny nose, and he was both unable to consistently stand, sit, or walk, especially on stairs, without help. So that mostly catches up to more recently, when yesterday my parents scheduled Max to be put to sleep at our local vet clinic, as we, six of us, sat around him to pet and hold him, and to talk to him. At this point, I'd asked my parents if I could call into work so I didn't have to go in for at least a day after because I knew that I would be a complete mess and we don't actually need my money from work for anything like rent or groceries so me having a day off would be fine. But my dad said that he didn't want me to skip out of work and we work in the same building and we live together so I couldn't take work off without him knowing and yelling at me so I figured I would have to go anyway. Then, this morning, we had another session of trying to give Max as much love as we could, before we took him in. My father, 47-year-old male, my younger brother, 18-year-old male, and I, 21-year-old male, went in with Max. And we were taken to one of their exam rooms that looked like it was just for animals who were ready to be put down. We got him up onto the table where they would treat and groom the animals, and we tried to give him love for the last time while also trying to keep him on the table and trying and failing not to cry as we waited for about 10 minutes. After which, a nurse came in to check in on us and then another 10 minutes later, she and another nurse came in to insert some kind of catheter into his arm. I assume so he didn't make a mess as he went, though my dad had walked us out of the room by this point. I assumed because he didn't want us distracting the nurses 
or our dog or because it would have been too crowded in the room with there being five of us even though there were multiple chairs then after about 15 minutes they finished up and we went back into the room where i thought we would stay until max fully passed but apparently my dad only wanted us to go back in just to spend a couple of minutes to say goodbye before they had even sedated him or done anything else I was really disappointed by this as I wasn't there at all when our other dog passed about three years ago and being there in the last few minutes of him being alive was like 90% of the reason I'd actively wanted to be there for him. Plus, I know that when a pet's owners aren't there for them when they go, they often are way more nervous and scared, which is something I knew would happen, both because he was acting fidgety and antsy the whole time we were there, and because he'd been always nervous and high stress, especially when he was separated from all of us, or when he was around new people or in new places, all of which were happening at that moment. I protested, as being there for him would likely only take another 10-15 to minutes at most, and it wasn't something that I could just come back to do later. He just kept insisting that we had to go, even though the nurses specifically mentioned how we could be there as long as we needed, but in particular, until he passed. I initially didn't understand what the rush to leave was, but I was not in an arguing mood, nor was I even sure what was happening, or if maybe we would be coming back again after they set some more stuff up or whatever, so I just decided to follow him. Apparently, the reason he wanted to leave, and leave permanently and entirely, not just for a minute like I hoped, was because he just wanted to go home so he could start getting rid of Max's things, like his water dish and bed and stuff, as well as specifically vacuuming to get rid of all the dog hair and everything. I was hoping to at least keep some of these things, since it really helped when our other dog passed to have things, and pictures to remind me she was gone, but also that we'd had her for a long time and things would be okay. I feel like not only did he let Max down by not being there for him, he also let him down by basically trying to erase his memory from our entire house and letting us down by not letting us grieve or mourn properly or fully. I also feel like if he wasn't emotionally prepared to be there for it, he could have stepped outside himself and given us the chance to stay, but instead he took it away from both of us then basically made the point of how over it he was by not even letting us keep his stuff and mentioning how he had plans to go to work later, as if we should all just be moving past it or whatever like he is. I'm not sure how it's going to take to fully move through this, but I feel like the drive home is definitely not enough, especially since I feel like I can't stop imagining the worst case scenarios of him dying while being scared and afraid and alone. I don't know how I'm supposed to remember that over anything else, like taking him on walks, or on vacations, or to the dog park, or anything. Well, I think a good thing to try to focus on is although it's not exactly how you wanted it to go, you ultimately did do the right thing for Max first and foremost, and also know that the veterinary staff went to school for many, many years learning not just how to treat animals, but how to treat animals in what is at least what they try to be the most comforting way possible. Although it wasn't perfect, the best thing for Max did happen here, and the wonderful people who did their job surely also did their job in trying to make it as comfortable as possible. Our next story is, it's always my fault, isn't it? Hey, I'm a 16-year-old boy living in Canada. Recently, we've had a huge upset with our housing situation, and ever since, my parents have been mean to me in many ways that I'll be describing below shortly. But before I do, I want to cast your attention to before this all happened when I was aged 11. When I was 11 years old, my parents were warned by my teachers that I was struggling to pay attention in class. 
and would zone out for multiple minutes at a time. They suggested that I take performance-enhancing medication to help me concentrate better and break this cycle. Unfortunately, my parents decided to only threaten me with it without looking at what could possibly be causing this. Because my grades improved after the situation, they completely dropped the concept. Fast forward five years, I'm struggling like never before to pay attention. I can't look away from my phone when it's on me, and I can't concentrate at all in class, even when I don't. Back then, it was attention deficits that lasted a few minutes. Now, they can last anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes of a 75-minute class. I've been told by many this is an onset of ADHD symptoms, but I cannot confirm it with a diagnosis. For now, I'm just trying to push through but not succeeding. My grades are worse than ever. And now comes the more dinging part of this. Ever since I was 14, I remember my parents yelling at me and grounding me for being slow to do something or understanding things. Over time, it got progressively worse. I tried to ignore it, but it went beyond just yelling, screaming, long arguments, holding X or Y thing over my head and calling me lazy and useless for any slight inconvenience I cause or fail to act on, especially since our housing upset happened. However, they tend to act like nothing happened the very next minute after our arguments and bring up the bad parts of what I did in future arguments to shut down my points with yelling and using the you're lazy card. It's hard for me to not lash out at this point. They say anything I do is attitude and it's getting on my nerves. My mental health has been horrible since the start of this year and I'm getting very tired of everything. School, people, etc. I know this thread was a long one but I felt the need to vent about this seeing as it's hard to be outspoken about such situations for me. So please, what should I do? I'm very lost. When your kid is struggling like that, you as a parent have to try to do something to check into why that is. I'm definitely not diagnosing OP with anything, but it definitely would help if OP were checked out. This next story is why I have PTSD. I actually can't tell the story out loud or to people I know in general. Felt it was appropriate to try and share this anonymously. My mom gave me PTSD when I was about 11 or 12 years old. Growing up, my mom left me home alone often. I was parentified at age 10 when my brother was born, often left alone with him to babysit while she was at work. A 10-year-old and a newborn alone. My mother would make it a point to never, ever open the door to strangers. She didn't care if it was Obama or my grandma. This is a key detail. This one day, my mom was making dinner and doing laundry. We lived in an apartment complex, so the laundry room was in the basement. She stepped out to load the washers, and it took quite some time as there was a large load. While she was gone, my brother's dad stopped by for a visit, didn't live with us, nor did he marry my mom. He rang the downstairs door, but I didn't answer. Moments later, he made it to the front door and started yelling hello to see if we heard him. I positioned myself in the corner. I was instructed to always hide when people knocked while my mom was gone. He eventually stopped trying and left. A while later, my mom returned upstairs. I explained to her that he stopped by, but also I proudly mentioned how I followed her rules and did as instructed. To my surprise, she was ticked. She immediately started yelling at me and calling me names like a stupid bench. Reminder, I was only 11 or 12. It escalated, and she slapped me around while yelling at me. She claimed I should have made an exception to let him in and just asked her to understand me. If I wouldn't let in my own grandma, why would I let in this man? She didn't even tell me he was coming. She then chased me around the couch until she caught me, tackled me, straddled me, and then began to punch me in the face repeatedly. She then forced me to go to bed where I cried trying to fall asleep. 
A minute or two later, she yelled at me to go back to the living room, where she had a belt in her hand. She told me she wasn't going to hit me and to go up to her. She then proceeded to beat me more. At one point, she threw a phone at my head, missed and it left a small dent in the wall. She even stopped cooking dinner, took the pot off of the stove and just put it straight in the fridge. My grandpa was staying with us at the time and he arrived a few hours later where he found me sitting on the couch staring blankly at the wall. He knew something was wrong and asked if I was okay, but I knew I had to lie and say I was fine. I'm almost 22 now and there isn't a day where I don't think about this. She triggers flashbacks and nightmares often, but I like to think feeling comfortable enough to share this here is progress. I don't know if OP's still living with them or even has a relationship with them, but I just hope for OP's sake they can get to the point where they don't have any contact with her. Somebody like that does not deserve to be in your life. Our next story is, is anyone here a girl from a Muslim slash Arab background who isn't allowed to do anything or have a life? I really hope this doesn't read as an excuse for foreigners to be racist towards us, but I'm so sick of pretending that being born where I am is not the main reason for my suffering. I was never allowed to go outside. I was hit and emotionally abused. I couldn't have any sort of social life. I had to act like an adult and a third parent, be responsible for my mom's emotions, and basically be her therapist, and if my siblings freaked up, I was to blame. When it comes to making actual decisions about my own life, I've always been a child and I always will be. I'm freaking 22 now. How old do I have to become before I can be treated like an adult? My mom says I can do whatever I want once I get married, but she won't let me marry the man I want. And in my country, a girl can't get married the first time without her guardian sending her off. I feel like I'm stuck here forever and I fail to see why I should bother to have any hope. I can't go to the university of my choice, even though I'm eligible. I can't go to grad school abroad, and I can't become a scientist, even though I'm smart and capable. Just because of the financial abuse and complete isolation that has been forced on me, and now my mom says I'll never survive outside, and I'm not capable of being independent. Well, big surprise, Bench, you raised me to be exactly that. I think it would be easiest to just give up, stop having dreams, stop setting myself up for disappointment. I'm too tired to fight to be honest. I can't lie and pretend that I have any idea how it is to experience this kind of life or how the culture dictates life. I would just hope that there would be some kind of way for OP to potentially become financially independent and if not there, get to somewhere where they can be an independent person. I mean, it's crazy to me to hear that there's any place where you cannot be an independent woman just on your own, that you just can't. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.